Aisha here from God FM. Hi, hope you're having an amazing day. I've decided today that I'm doing a sermon on the fake Jews. Yes, I've had enough of hearing about the fake Jews and giving glory of God's people to fake Jews, the fake people of God. They're not real people of God. They're pretenders. I think the song just summarized it so well. You say you cut your hair, but there's no hair on the floor. There's all the evidence there for those who have eyes to see and ears to hear. So anyway, what the Lord showed me is lots of things over quite a long time. And, you know, I've addressed little pieces in sermons 
bits and pieces as they've been revealed. And, uh, well, now I think it's time to put it all together. Yes. <laughs> Once and for all. So we know exactly what we're dealing with and how it's come into play. Hmm. <laughs> it's going to be fun. Get yourself a nice hot cup of tea. <laughs> I hope you enjoyed this expose I'm doing today. Uh, it's Aisha, yeah, as I say, from God FM. You can find us on Podbean, Amazon, Samsung, Spotify, Chrome, Apple. Bitshoot for all our videos. We're also on Telegram, God FM News, God FM Media, God FM Sermons, God FM Bible School, and God's Home School as well. So, hmm. got lots of different chat groups on, on the Telegram. It's really good for news, actually. Totally recommended. Plus, also, it's really good to, to see videos that have been blocked by YouTube. Um, we're not on YouTube, by the way, anymore because we violated the community guidelines of telling the truth because YouTube work for Satan. Anybody in the music industry, in fact, or actors, because <laughs> this is all a stage, they all work for Satan as well. Stage is not real, by the way. Just like a film, it's a story that they want you to watch, a story. And that's why they're in charge of Hollywood, because it's not holy. Just when I was talking to my friend just before I came on and did this uh, sermon, um, <laughs> I got the word Siri, of course. And Siri, I'm backwards as Iris. Um, so, you know, the, all of the words actually contain the truth. And this is how the Lord has revealed everything to me. When I first started my journey with the Lord, it was a long time ago, but he made himself very, very obvious in my life and literally showed up when I asked him to. And ever since then, I've trusted God. I have wandered off in my own little way back into the world, looking for God in churches, never found him there, realized that he was always with me. And I cried bitterly when I realized that God's always been there and he loves me and he loves you, you know. You're beautifully made and God wants us to have the best for us. He gives us our freedom to choose and Satan wants to control you, which is the opposite. The devil is dead, lived backwards. I've had so many things revealed to me that confirmed the truth, but I didn't realize it until, you know, I'd explore different things and then I'd find, oh yes, that fits with my dream, you know. <laughs> so I don't claim to be anything different, just a child of God exposing the lies. And um, it's particularly frustrating, you know. It is very much like the Cinderella story. I think that's why they did the Cinderella story. Because <laughs> it's about this sort of lost slipper. And if the shoe fits, wear it. So 
what I found as well is it's about making sure the shoe fits. So these fake Jews, their shoes don't fit. But there's so much that the Lord's just recently really just thrown at me um, that just confirm everything. And so that's what I'm going to bring to you today. Hopefully it'll make it all quite clear for you. I'm going to start with Revelation 2, colon 9. I know thy works and tribulation and poverty, but, but thou art rich. And I know the blasphemy of them that say they are Jews and are not, but are the synagogue of Satan. So this was brought to me by the Lord over a year ago. And I was saying to the Lord, I'd really like to be the Church of Philadelphia, you know. I think everyone wants to be there. <laughs> so anyway, the Lord showed me the scripture. And I was like, wow, that's amazing. And the very next day, I was uh, delivering some food to a very poor person. And when I got there, he was playing this music, which is Philadelphia. And um, I, and he said, oh, you know, apologize for that song. He says, it meant a lot to me. I said, well, actually, don't worry. I think it was for me as well. I think the Lord speaks to us through songs and through everything that you do. You can ask a question and the Lord will talk to you through other people. In fact, I'm going to have to do a sermon all about God being in my head because he literally is inside my head. He seems to know exactly what I'm thinking. He's made it so blatantly obvious that he's inside me, that he's watching everything from my eyes. And that's what I think he means about being his witnesses. <clears throat> it's, it's actually beyond reality. It's very, very amazing. God is I am, so I know that he's with me because when I say I'm going to the shop, I say I am going to the shop. It's little things like this. When I first started to come to the Lord and explore the maps and dissect the Bible, I hadn't really thoroughly dissected the Bible and I didn't know it very well. And people would say, oh, you don't know that because you don't know the Bible. <clears throat> so I said to God, well, what now? He says, well, you better read my Bible. And so I, I read it and dissected it and I read all the other books as well. Because once you get a flavor for it, it's, it's really amazing. And I prayed before I read all these other books some of which God didn't really want me reading, so I didn't read those sections. But it was quite incredible journey. And along this process, while I was doing all of my studies, I was also studying maps and calendars because I'd said to God, well, maybe I meant to go to Jerusalem with everything going on. He said, no, that's not my place. I was like, okay, <laughs> if you say so. And no matter how crazy it is, if God says something to me, I just know it's 
to be true. And then everything comes to a head and proves it through different streams of media and through the Bible and dreams. And I was saying to him, well, what should I do? You know, so he just told me to keep studying all the maps. And I did. And he showed me many videos as well and things that he wanted me to know to prove that these Jews are not real. So at that stage, I only really had what the Lord was showing me. So it wasn't really something I could, you know, go out and prove. Yes. Because I want proof before I go and make big statements. Yes. So now I have more proof and more information, which pretty much clarifies everything. And also I was praying to God about the bride for the revealing on that. And he revealed to me that the church isn't the bride because I tried to do a sermon all about the church being the temple. And um, I found out that the church isn't the bride. So that's where I started to really nitpick. So God always gives me things to nitpick. He does. Um, <laughs> and sometimes it'll get up people's noses, but you know, I think this is about the truth, isn't it? And it's about really asking questions and asking the right questions. So the Lord showed me that the word together is to get her. Oh, that's so beautiful. But also, everything will happen according to his will and his word, because he is the word. So, okay. When I was creating the website for God FM, I asked him, what do you want on there? He said, oh, in the beginning was the word. And I said, there's nothing else. He said, no, I want that, all of that verse in there. I was like, okay. So there it went in, and that's all we have on there. And I realize now the importance of this. And I realize also that everything that God shows me is just manifest later. But also he told me that because he is the word, all of the truth is contained in the words. By dissecting the words and knowing the truth. And then it's real as in Israel. And recently, God's been really showing me that if it's not true, then it's not real. I was like, wow, that's amazing. Because everything else is not real. It's like a stage, like like in the movies, Hollywood. I was like, oh, wow, this is so amazing. That's why his people are called Israel, because they have eyes to see and ears to hear, they will be my witnesses, says Jesus. Because they have the Holy Spirit, they only get the Holy Spirit is if they're part of the tribe of truth. It's so amazing. And there's two tribes. Because God is the word in heaven and the God, God is the word in the Bible and God is the word in the flesh. And Jesus has manifested himself, the spirit inside us. So if you like, the way I think God's showing me as well is, is that Jesus is alive. But not only this, he's being raised from the dead now as well. So there might be a three-day resurrection in the Bible. I think there's also three days in 
God's time, resurrection of all of us coming to know the truth, as in the revelation. Somehow this all connects also, because God's time is different to ours. And it, God is very mysterious and majestic. But anyway, I'm sidetracking. But it gives you an idea <coughs> of how I come to the things I come to. <laughs> My next heading is how deep do the lies go? Well, very simply, if someone is capable of telling a little lie, they're capable of telling big lies. And so we know the world at the moment are telling us many, many lies and everything has to be looked at because I believe it is the time where lies are exposed because the light shines on it and exposes the darkness. My next heading is what language? If we know that the Bible really is not written in the Hebrew language but was actually relied on through the Greek translations, then we must also question the original language. I believe because the Jewish language that is spoken today is actually a, a new language and it's fake in fake Israel. It was resurrected for the purpose of claiming the fake land to try and fulfill prof prophecy. And this I know is a lie. All of it is a lie. The fake Israel, the fake Jews, the everything. If you know anything about what I talk about in my sermons, you'll know I go through this on a regular basis, revealing little segments. Everything that exposes all the lies, I write down, I go through the Bible, and I use the Bible for my comparisons, and I rely on the Bible as my fact checker for the truth. I get the right answers this way. Ask the right question, and you will get the right answers. Confucius, he say, yes? Uh, my next heading is, what God shows me, everything I'm going to reveal today is from the Lord. And he has shown me things in a specific order. I'm going to expose the lies because I don't like lies. And everything I believe is a lie that we've been told with regard to these fake Jews. It's unbelievable that everybody believes the lies, but they haven't got open eyes or open ears to hear or to see because they're in the darkness. And if they're in the darkness, how deep is the darkness? And if the blind lead the blind, everyone will fall into a pit. So if we are on the road to damnation by believing lies, it's important to stop believing the lies and search for the truth. Because we want life. Lies lead to death. And it really is about standing up for the truth and exposing the lies. It isn't always so pleasant. And so everything is in order from the Lord as he showed me. And so also in the next question is, how do I know? Well, the Lord gives me dreams and also gives me videos in my mind. And he shows me what he wants me to look at. And sometimes he'll give me dreams as well. Or just a dream. And I won't have any other information. And I'll just know that it's from the Lord. So it must be true. And then the rest comes together later. I've had many dreams. One of them was that we had a reset 120 years ago. 
I've also been shown by the Lord the final judgment in a video in which everybody is queued around Africa in different big fields, <laughs> which I thought was very amazing. Each field actually was named after what the people were there for, for the judgment, whether they were liars, non-believers, fake Jews, murderers, adulterers, fornicators. All of those different labels were given to the fields with people inside. And so, and there were big, millions of people in each field. Uh, I've also had visions and dreams about the Hebrew language not being the original language and the place of Israel being fake and that the original language was in fact Afrikaans. The original land is also Africa. I've also gone through all the places with the Lord and he's revealed through the scripture, showing me the names in Africa and all the places in the Bible. So I've been able to piece the places together in Africa. And also God shows me that he would never write in a language right to left. So the languages that write right to left are not the languages of his people. I know this is true because the Lord tells me that if I go right, it's correct. And if I go forward, it is correct. But if I go backwards, it is bad. And if I go left, it is bad. The logic to it is very simple. That is why the Lord has made it this way, because he is in control of everything for those who have eyes to see and ears to hear. As I say, I've had this dream about the Afrikaans language and I believe that's why the Queen has a twang. It's an African twang. Or did have, if she's dead now. <laughs> and so, Queen Lizard Breath. All of the monarchy had to go for elocution lessons. I believe the reason for that is not because they wanted to learn to speak properly Oh, though brown cow and all that. It was to uh, soften the, the very deep and broad accent which comes from Africa when you speak English. And uh, many people have made fun of me when I came to England because they told me that I spoke so well and that, um, you know, if I say bath, I say bath and they say bath. And so people didn't like it and they made fun of me and it was horrible. Um, and so what's interesting is that because it annoyed me and I didn't understand why I sounded like the Queen. Yeah, Queen's English. I realize now why. God wanted me to go through that because it exposes the truth again, because an accent is very hard to remove. It really is. And so i uh, got the original languages and uh, Afrikaans and German and Dutch and the New Zealand 
and the Australians. They've all got very similar accents, really. It's very interesting. It really is. I don't know exactly what happens, but I do know there was a reset from what the Lord showed me. I know that the Lord prophesied all of this in the Bible. <laughs> and so this is in Jeremiah, and it's also in Ezekiel, and uh, well, all the books, really. <laughs> so um, God's brought some scriptures for me to highlight today, which tie it all together. So I'll bring those up as well. And But what God prophesied was, because we didn't follow God, that he would scatter us and we would be slaves and we would mill the mill and we would farm the farms and do all the work of laborers, but we would not get the full reward and own the land because God took it away and he gave it to our enemies and he gave everything to the enemies to conquer us. But God's been very, very gracious in the promises for when he rescues us. And it's for those people who believe, the remnant. And so we've got that hope in the scripture, in our Lord, in trusting the Lord. But it's very meticulous, isn't it? There's uh, what's happened because we did have technology before. There was a reset, all the people were scattered. When Jerusalem was conquered, the enemies would come into the land and mate with the women. The men were obviously killed, or the, you know, um, some of the, the, the wise men were used um, in, in the temples and whatever, um, like Daniel, you know, he was used by the king. Um, Nebuchadnezzar. So we know that they took the wise people and used them and the women were raped and then obviously in this way it destroyed the unit of the family and we were broken apart in every way. Everything was taken from us. This is what God showed me. So everything he said happens. <laughs> And we're in the aftermath of that. But I think it's still been going on just actually quite recently. You can tell because when you look at the buildings, all the government buildings, they look run down. They don't look after the buildings. They don't have our interests at heart. Come on, everyone, please look with your eyes and see. There was some type of mud flood and um, I think this was after a big earthquake, which causes a type of liquid to raise up from the ground and then solidify. I think all the electricity is um, to do with power, positive and negative. The towers that we were told to rip down. And in this way, they've, they've sold us free electricity by making it dangerous, alternate current and direct current, ACDC, as in the music song, the uh, singers with their ACDC, with the lightning bolt, which is Satan, yeah. So <laughs> making electricity chargeable, as in monitorable for your usage, made it dangerous. Before that, it wasn't dangerous. And all the buildings were magnificent, really, really beautiful. So all of us were sold. Um, 
and everything was taken. And that's how the Queen made all her money. I've only recently really come to this understanding, and it's a very big part of everything. All the enemies, and they were close acquaintances type tribes, yes, also, who joined forces and also pillaged us. <laughs> and God writes about this, you know, it's so very interesting. In the judgment, God will judge all of those, like Edomites, which is Jacob's brother, Esau, who was very annoyed that he lost his birthright for a bowl of stew. And he joined in with the Ishmaelites, which are all the Aramaic, not Aramaic, Arab uh, nations. And obviously we've got the Muslims and all that, and that's how they all connect. But also what the Lord has shown me is that the Jews and the Catholic Church and also the Muslims all worship the same God. I was like, really? Yeah. Anyway, it's turning out to be true because God showed me this and now I found out it's true. It's very interesting because they all secretly are Muslims. So very interesting. These Jews are not really Jews. They're actually secret Muslims. They go around and they wear a little black square on their head. Yes, the cube. So the cube is also the Star of David, which is not really anything to do with the Bible. It's the Star of Moloch. Um, and it's about multi-dimensions and also opening portals, allowing the, the dead in. They're praying to their God. It's not our God. See, when Jesus was speaking to these Pharisees, he was speaking the truth. And the reason he said to them, do you not speak my language? Do you not understand me? Because they spoke the language of lies of their father, Satan, and Satan's native language is lies. So anyway, I've diverted off again, but I think it will fill you in with a bit more info. (laughs) Okay. So... My next heading is the Jesus coins. All right, so there we go. I found some coins with Jesus on, and they're from 1582. I've already done a sermon on it. And basically, uh, we've got the words Ionis on the coin for Jesus on one side with a cross, and then on the other side is a serpent and a cross. And then it's Numbers 19. And so they claim this was because of the Black Plague or something like this. But I don't believe this. Also, there were also coins with, which were made of gold, which they say were from Portugal with Jesus. And the Portuguese were the first people to, to conquer Africa, 1582. Same years, all, all of it matches up. So they basically claimed all of the gold and all of those things and rewrote history to tell us a different version so we won't know our true history. If you notice, Africa's been left alone and no one owns it, really, Yeah. That's because God purchased it already. That's what God showed me. Hmm. 
So from what the Lord said as well is that when we conquered 120 kingdoms in the stories in the Bible with Moses and Joshua, there's not enough room in Palestine for all of these kingdoms, plus also the size of Jerusalem and the stadia sizes and everything else cannot fit there. So Jerusalem would not fit there. Also, um, that place of Palestine is very ugly. And the Dead Sea says it all because the Dead Sea is actually from Sodom and Gomorrah, where men slept with women, yes, uh, men slept with men and committed sodomy. And sodomy is some, a, a dreadful act to sodomize somebody. So that's why it was called Sodom. Sodom all. Sodom and Gomorrah. And so the fact that it's black means it's dead. And it's also called the Dead Sea. It's the Black Sea and the Dead Sea. Very interesting. Might as well tell you this. When I saw the video of the judgment, I saw all the bodies going into the Red Sea, which is why it's called the Red Sea. And all the birds will come and feast on the men. And God talks about feasting on these men. And I think that's what it relates to. Only, only I've just had the video. I think it connects with that. So anyway, I thought I'd bring it up while I thought of that. Uh, plus, um, I, I mean, Palestine is an ugly place. And he showed me it's not his place. Okay. Now we're really going to get into some very interesting things now. Jesus' name. This fake name, Yeshua. Okay. The fake Jews do not believe in Jesus. They tell you that Jesus' name is Yeshua. But they don't believe in Jesus. They don't believe that he is the Son of God. They don't believe that he is God in the flesh and that he came to redeem us of our sins, to forgive us past, present and future for our sins. They don't believe that Jesus left us with the Holy Spirit. They don't believe that Jesus came to set us free from the old Pharisee system of having to sacrifice an animal and go to a priest and purchase an animal. Yes. They believe they are the teachers. These are the Pharisee types that were attacking Jesus and trying to embarrass him. The same bunch. Yes. I believe that... Uh, the Levite tribe was infiltrated and it is recorded in the Bible when they can't account for certain priests, Levites and their generations are not recorded. So they couldn't prove they really were Levites. Very interesting. And I think this is where the Edomites invaded. Because also notice the Ishmaelites and the Edomites have got 12 tribes. And uh, then Jacob had his 12 sons, and they're the tribes of Israel. So this also connects too, because because they've got their 12 tribes as well, then they've just copied everything and changed it around a bit in their own stories so that we get confused. But everything is in the Bible, so God tells me anyway, all right? So the truth is all there. Um. 
So this name Jesus, in the Bible, Jesus says there's salvation through no other name. Yeah. So he also says, you won't believe me, but you'll believe another and you'll follow another Jesus. And this, I believe, is this other Jesus, Yeshua. And the Yeshua that the Jews, the fake Jews go on about, didn't offer salvation, didn't save you from your sins. And if you don't know the truth, then you will not be set free. So if you believe one little lie, then you're not in the truth. So you've got to stand up for the truth and research and consider yourself well learned in the Bible. Cannot rely on other people's interpretations of the Bible. So you've got to be careful who you listen to. We are told that we'll be taught by the Holy Spirit. Many of us are so busy and that is also another plan of Satan to make us so busy in our everyday lives that we don't have time to get our relationship right with the Lord. Because it is not just about believing in God. It's about your relationship, which can only be built up in faith through trials and testing, because otherwise you wouldn't know you can trust God unless you're tried. And I believe a lot of us who are truly in the Lord and the Lord is in us are on our own because this is a walk that you cannot go along with lots of people. And in the judgments that the Lord reveals, especially in Lamentations, such a clear illustration of this, about the people being on their own, mothers being on their own, mothers of tribes of Judah, fathers, the children, all of them struggling on their own independently with the Lord because they haven't got family around them. And this proves that God shows them and they know that they can only trust God, not man. Don't lean on your own understanding also. So no matter how great the problem is, when you know that no one's around you, you go to God like I have. And then God provides a way where there is no way. I mean, the things that God has shown me and rescued me from, people just say to me, I cannot believe you're still here. And I'm sure that everyone else is going through similar things. And I think this is where God, you know, he always... All the people in the Bible who have been through horrendous times, like Joseph, who was sold by his brothers for 20 pieces of silver, was to illustrate that God would raise him up. And he raises up those that have been badly treated and whatever. So always take that as well. And you may not realize that you were going to come to God or you may come to God later or whatever, But I've had a hard life before I even came to God. And I thought, well, that can't relate because I hadn't even come to God. But what God showed me is that the enemy targets you. It does. He does. And he sets things up so that your life is difficult. And like the stories of Job, where he went through so many horrible trials. And Satan wants to break his trust of the Lord and for him to doubt the Lord, but he wouldn't. So this, these are things to remember in the whole process of life.
Um, but Yeshua is not Jesus. The Yeshua that the, Jews, that the Jews, the fake Jews talk about is a prophet and not even a prophet according to some of them. And they're telling you to change Jesus' name and call him something else. And they don't even believe in Jesus. Okay. Also, God told me, because I kept getting this on the chat groups, that you should call him Yeshua. And I said to God, I, I didn't respond a lot of the time because I didn't know what to say. I'm being very honest with you. So anyway, I said to God, well, what am I meant to say, you know? And God said, if I wanted my name to be Yeshua, it would be Yeshua in the Bible. Do you believe the Bible is my word or not? He doesn't mess around, God, you know, he's very direct. So, it's my job now to expose those lies. And so I go up against people who come across, come in with lies. So Jesus' name is Jesus. And also when I pray for people, I pray in the name of Jesus and they are healed through Jesus. Yes, I don't pray through Yeshua, some other name, because there's salvation through no other name but Jesus. And I know that Jesus is real because he lives inside me. He gives me the inner knowing and fills my heart with love. He did give me a whole new heart. A whole new heart. I was a horrible person before. And God changed me. If he can change me, he can change anyone. And when no one was there, when I was abandoned by everyone, God was there. And this God loves you. And he loves me. And he's true. So we have to stand up for that. We have to stand up for the truth. We really do. And we need to start stomping on the lies. If you hear this, you understand it. You need to defend Jesus' name. Then we got the fake Israel, which was set up in 1948. Okay. And we've got the fake Star of David, which is Nimrod. There's no Star of David in the Bible. There really isn't. Okay. So they've got all of these symbols that they use. All right. They actually worship Nimrod. Now, my daughter and I went to a church, right? And my daughter was new to come to God. And I thought, well, let's go to church together. We went to this church and it was the poppy day. Now, in England, they celebrate the war time and they do this poppy day is very evil and they had the song which was called something Nimrod which they played as soon as they started to play it and they told us in the service that they were playing this song of the gods and and it was something about the gods and Nimrod since I heard that my daughter looked at me and she said well I thought we were worshiping the God of Abraham these people worship a different God. And she was new to God. And she instantly felt uncomfortable, and I did. And I said, you know what, we'll leave. And we left there and there. 
These were in the days when I searched for God in the churches and I didn't realize that God's inside and he's the temple. He's inside you. We are the temple of God, the physical temple being rebuilt in troubled time. There's no physical building going to be built. So anyway, these are the things I've experienced and I wanted to, to clarify it because it seeped into all of the churches, these strange doctrine, mixing of lies and truth. If the churches really wanted to help people, they wouldn't spend 120 or 180,000 pounds on a roof. They'd go and shop around like I did when I got ripped off by a builder, 60 grand, and they'd get the roof done for 3,000 pounds. Yeah? Or they'd get the people who come to church to support and do the work. They'd hire builders who were Christians who would do the work for hardly anything. Yes. And they would, instead of spending all that money, they would provide houses and homes and money and support for the homeless. They really would. That's how you know they don't serve God. If we've got 52 churches in a town and each church put up the homeless for one week, there wouldn't be any homeless people. So it's 52 weeks in a year. Okay, my next heading in this set of stuff here is the fake Bible translations as well. So all the Bibles currently are translated from the Greek. Yes. We couldn't rely on the Hebrew because the Hebrew translations were inaccurate and they also purposely left sections out and also purposely mistranslated certain sections of the Bible. And so that's why there was a huge effort for people to publish the Bible because you weren't able to access the Bible also. And so then you've got the stories of Wycliffe and Tyndale and King James, yes, and the NLV. So we might as well talk about which Bible. So I get people say, well, there's only one Bible, the King James. No, 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 don't be, don't talk nonsense. I had the same conversation with God. I said, I don't know what to say. And God said, is it my word or not? Do you believe it's the living word of God or don't you? I said, yes, of course I do. So, I did my own studies, and God showed it to me. The Tyndale Bible is what was relied on by the King James Bible also, all right, which comes from Greek. And uh, the Wycliffe Bible is original, okay, as well. So then we got the Tyndale, and this then became the NLV, New Living Translation, and the New International Version. And the Tyndale, 1538, I think. And then the King James Bible also used the Tyndale for certain verification. And all of this stems from Greek. Yeah, interesting, isn't it? So, uh, the King James Bible of 1611, which is later, which everyone says is more authentic than any other Bible, is in fact not. It isn't. So that's lies too. Okay. So it's all the word of God. 
those Bibles that I've mentioned. I'm not talking about Jehovah's Witnesses, okay, or other different religions or the Mormons, okay. I'm talking about Christianity and what Bible you read. I believe all of them are the Word of God, and I use all of them. I like the NIV. I asked God when I was studying the Word, what Bible? And I had several Bibles, and he said, pick which one and ask me. And I picked this one, it was blue, and it had a hard cover, and I really liked it because it had little spaces on the sides, and I could understand the words, and I could write things in it. And I said, I like this one. God said, I'm happy with that also. I said, okay. So I learned from an NIV, I think it is, or NLV, NIV, I think it is. Mm -hmm. And for me, it was very easy to understand. Different places are also called different things in different Bibles and different people's names and different places. And the wording is slightly different in each Bible. So what you might get from the King James, you might pick up something different from the NIV. So I found, so if I'm studying a certain section of the Bible, I will get all of the versions out and I'll read them all because I get a bigger, much broader picture of that scripture that way. But as God shows me, the cat, if it runs up the tree or it climbs up the tree or if it's thrown on the tree, it is still on the tree. Yes, so that's what God shows me. Um, so everybody says that the original Hebrew is where the Bible comes from. No, it's lies. It never came from the Hebrew. We couldn't rely on the Hebrew. It all came through Greek. Okay, the fake Jews didn't believe in Jesus. All right, they claimed to be the priests and they were the Pharisee types that were horrible to Jesus. Yes, they were, and they told lies because they served their master, Satan, who is the father of lies, and that is his native language. These are the same people who wanted to keep the old Torah system because Jesus came to free us from the old legal system where we had to go to a priest. This is what it is all about. It really is because Jesus set us free so we can have a one-to-one -one relationship with the Lord without going to a third party. Because if you weren't in favor with these Pharisees, they wouldn't pray for you. They were the ones who would pray for you and they would sacrifice an animal. And they were really, really defiled and dirty. God didn't like them. They turned God's house into a bank. They made money. They turned God into a commodity and used him for their own financial glory and their own power, their own power trip. They felt that they were like gods themselves. They enjoyed all the power. And Jesus said, I will destroy this temple. Yeah, and he did. Why did he do this? Because he doesn't want you to go to a physical building. He wants you to go to your closet, your bedroom, and talk to God at a one-to-one -one level there. <laughs> Why is this so important? Because the Jews, the fake Jews, they don't believe this. They don't believe you can have a one-to-one -one relationship. They believe that you've got to go and see a Pharisee type and a rabbi. Also, rabbis 
The only one we can call father is God. And the only one we can call a rabbi is Jesus. He is our only teacher. So anybody who claims to be a rabbi today, I know, is a liar. They don't believe in Jesus because they don't stick to the words of Jesus. Anybody who calls themselves father doesn't follow Jesus because God says, don't call anyone father but me. Um, Don't change my Ten Commandments, God says. Don't change them. Don't change a single word in my book. And they did. The fake Jews. Because it's not their God. Also, the Catholics changed the day of worship. They changed the day of the week from Saturday to Sunday. Now, they either changed the days of the week or they changed the day of worship. I believe they changed the day of the week. Yes, because the first day of the week supposedly is a Sunday in England anyway. Hmm. But in Germany, I think it's a Monday. Hmm. I don't know. I have trouble keeping up with it. Okay. Uh, But I know that when I was reading the books of Enoch, I had problems finding Tuesday as the day of the week. All right. So, I mean, I've had uh, lots and lots of time reading over and asking questions. And so that confirms a lot for me. Greek was the language. Also, when Jesus was here, the universal language was Greek. It was. Also, um, they spoke Aramaic and they would have spoken Jewish language as well, Hebrew. How do we know that Hebrew is the Jewish language? How do we know that Jews are Jews? What does the word Jew come from? You see, in the dictionary, in my copies of the dictionary, the original Jew is actually an Edomite. Yes. So even in the old dictionaries, they tell you openly that the Jew is the Edomite. And uh, Hitler didn't like the Jews because they were part of the Rothschilds banking cartel trying to enslave everybody in Germany. And he, in Hitler's speeches, he said, I don't want my people to be enslaved by the Rothschilds banking cartel. So the English bombed the um, Germans at night when their lights were home, on, on at home, cooking their dinner. Yes, they bombed innocent people. And then the Americans and the, and the English went and raped all the Germans. They did. Horrible. So, you know, really have a good think. I think that the United States and the United Kingdom is Babylon. That's what I think. Because it's both Satan untied, united, as in NASA, Satan, as in Santa. They've just tried to change everything. They can't change the word of God. Yeah. That's why we've got it in Greek. So... Okay, so just like in England, we speak Welsh and we speak English. And in Africa, we speak English and Afrikaans and Zulu and all these other different languages. They are main languages for each country. And then you've got variations of it. Yes. And you've also got accents, haven't you? It's interesting because then you can find the truth from that. Yes. Uh. Yeah, 
And my next heading here, if the Jews are, the, the fake Jews, are really God's people, why don't they have an accurate copy of the Bible? Why don't they? Because they're not God's people. Yes? They're not God's people. They cannot be. Because they would have the true word of God. Because God is the word. It's very simple. Why have we had to rely on a Greek copy? Because the Jews falsified their copies. Do you think the burning of the books in Alexandria is an accident? No, it's not. Actually, if you read all the other books, you'll find that Egypt had asked for copies of the books and they were written, copied and given to them. Um, and so we had variations and other nations had copies of our Bible. This proves also God is in control of everything. Really? Was it the Assyrians? I think it was the Egyptian. So anyway, it's important to know this. Yeah. God is in control of everything. Uh, oh, yes. So on the in the Bible, when you read the Bible, it's often got different words that could mean different things. Why? Because we've had to rely on the Greek. Because also... For a Jewish word, it would encompass several phrases in one little word, one number on the on the Strong's Concordance. Yes. So if I pick up a Strong's Concordance and I look up the word Elohim, yeah, or God or the Lord in Genesis, and there maybe one or two sentences for each little word with a number. I can actually make up a whole new sentence. That's something else I discovered this week. And that piece of scripture could say something completely different. Because each little word with a number contains 10 to 20 different variations on what that means. It could mean something completely different. God is in control and the author of life and the word, so I believe that the Bible is accurate. As accurate as... We can expect it to be. So, why would they have to rely on the Greek translations and have them quoting the variations on the meanings? Because someone's been tampered with the Jewish copies. Yes? Very interesting. <sighs> now, also, the reason I played this intro is, you know, you get gold and you get fake gold, all right? And you can't tell which is real to which is fake, all right? So we've got a nation that belongs to God, that worship God and are his children. And then we've got a fake nation. But they look the same. You can't tell the difference. But actually, when you start to really dissect it, you'll find that it wash after you've put it in a wash a few times, starts to go green, a bit like the fake Jews. Um, and a frog is a frog. You know, you can put makeup on it and you can put a crown on it and you can call it God, but it will not make it God, you know? So it's the same thing with the fake Jews. Um, because everything in the Bible proves this to me. Um, so they spoke many languages at this time 
Um, and we've just got to remember this as well, all right? Aramaic and all that. Interesting to note that the Aramaic, uh, there's hardly anything that I'm able to refer to in Aramaic to confirm and cross-reference against the Greek versions that were translated into English today for us. Um, my next heading is the Dead Sea Scrolls. Very interesting. They were discovered between 1947 and 1956. The Dead Sea Scrolls are an ancient manuscript that were discovered between 1947 and 1956 in the 11 caves near Kerbet Qumran on the northwestern shores of the Dead Sea. They are approximately 2,000 years old, dating from the 3rd century BCE to the 1st century CE. <laughs> what are the Dead Sea Scrolls? The Dead Sea Scrolls, also the Qumran Cave Scrolls, are the ancient Jewish and Hebrew religious manuscripts rediscovered between 1946 and 1956 at the Qumran Caves in what was then Mandatory Palestine near Ain Fishkar in the West Bank on the northern shore of the Dead Sea, dating from the 3rd century BCE the Dead Sea Scrolls are considered to be a keystone in our history of archaeology with great historical, religious and linguistic significance because they include the oldest surviving manuscripts of entire books later included in biblical canons along with deuterocanonical and extra-biblical manuscripts which preserve evidence of the diversity of religions, religious thought in the late Second Temple Judaism. At the same time, they cast new light on the emergence of Christianity and of the Rabbinic Judaism. Most of the scrolls are held by Israel in the shrine of the book at the Israel Museum, but their ownership is disputed by Jordan due to the Qumran Caves history following the end of British mandate from Palestine in 1947. Jordan occupied the area in the 1948 Arab-Israeli war and Israel captured both the area and several scrolls from the Jordan in, 1960, in the 1967 Six-Day War. However, some of the scrolls are still in the Jordan and are now dis that are in the Jordan and are now displayed in the Jordan Museum at Amman. Ownership of the scrolls is also contested by the state of Palestine. Why is this so important? Well, you see the discovery of these um, Dead Sea Scrolls correlates with the setting up of fake Israel. The reason they discovered all of these things at this time is no accident. It's to corroborate their stories, their fake history, their fake version of who they are, the fake Israel, the fake Jews, the Yeshua, the, the whole twisting of the Bible because they follow lies. And the only way they can corroborate their lies is by lying even more 
And so what happens is things don't add up. They don't. Sorry. <clears throat> I'll tell you one of the reasons I know this, because the Dead Sea Scrolls are supposedly, some of them, written in Hebrew. But the Hebrew language has only recently created the new Hebrew language that is spoken is new. It is. Hmm. Didn't They didn't speak Hebrew. Please. I just wish people knew this. So this new Hebrew language is the recent thing, which I'll also talk about. So what do we know now then? So the translations of the Dead Sea Scrolls have got the new incorporated words which they now brought in, which weren't around in the old Hebrew language. So how can they be new discoveries unless someone's been tampering with them with their new Hebrew words? Yes, because it wasn't spoken in the same way. They've added words. So now there's cast doubt on the Dead Sea Scrolls, for me, anyway. Yeah? Because, number one, we've got the setting up of fake Israel with the fake Jews. Yes, and then we've also got, because they don't want you to know that you can have a relationship with God at a one-to-one -one level and that Jesus did die for your sins and he set you free from lies, sin and death, which is Satan. So it's a very important thing to know. So these Dead Sea Scrolls are discovered at the same time as the fake Israel was set up. Yes, because they're not the real people of God. Yes. So what I think is that potentially what they've taken is some documents from the original sites and then planted them uh, in these caves. And then said that this verifies enough. We found them at the Dead Sea. So this proves that this is the place. <laughs> well, no, it doesn't because it's lies. Because these are the media night type people, the media people. They're in charge of media and uh, the lies. Yes, I don't believe there's any accidents. Uh, actually, media is in Africa. Did you know that? It's the middle of Africa, media. Um, and uh, Africa has got top, middle and bottom Egypt. You've also got the mountains of the moon there, yes. Benjamin as well. Benoni. Ah, there's a place called Benoni. <laughs> Just around the corner from Johannesburg. Interesting, that. Okay, so, um, so the Dead Sea Scrolls, as I say, cannot be all, all of them authentic because the translations have got new words. They have for the Hebrew. Now let's see how old Hebrew is as a language. According to what I found out and I'm revealing today, there was an old Hebrew that was spoken, but then it wasn't spoken for a very long time. Then there's a new Hebrew that was created in fake Israel for the fake Jews. And they tried to fulfill the prophecy according to Zephaniah 3. Why is this so important? Well, because this goes to show the people who have discovered the Dead Sea Scrolls, have also tampered with them, and the translations are in new Hebrew language, which was not created until the 1900s. So we cannot rely on the Dead Sea Scrolls verifying anything. Okay. Because they're fragments of paper. Fragments of scripture. 
So I think it's a mix of lies as well and some truth. So you just don't know. But what we do have is the Bible and people died to get the Bible to us. And I'll talk about that in a bit as well, which is so interesting. I love exposing lies. <laughs> so um, because many of the new Hebrew words are inserted into the manuscriptal translations, so this means that the Dead Sea Scrolls must have come from another place. And we're not actually discovered at this time, but we're kept later for their grand plan of the fake Jews, fake Israel, fake Jew language, everything else. Well, this they believed that they would succeed in doing this by creating the fake Israel as a place. Um, but Israel is not a place either. Yeah, in the Bible it isn't. You got Jerusalem, yes. Uh, yes, you had the tribe of Israel went a different way. And they split from um, from the Judah tribe uh, after Solomon died. So we know all about that because that's all in the Bible. But they didn't call the place Israel. Jerusalem had a name because it was called Jerusalem. Okay, but also because this, and it was a long way away also. That's the other thing because they weren't chums, yeah? Okay, good. Uh, and the scriptures were not discovered when they planted them. Um but this is just for the credibility and also for their language sake as well, to give credibility to their new language. This is according to what the Lord shows me. These documents would have come from the original place, some of them, and been tampered with. And they had possession of these documents. And this is the other thing to question in our history, that they've got all the documents containing our history at the Vatican, which is... A serpent, the Vatican. Yes, it is. It's a shape of a serpent. The Catholics also change the day of the week. I already told you about that. And they also sing to Lucifer when they sing. Uh, that when you pay VAT in England, you pay it to the Vatican, who serves Satan. Um, they all worship the same God as the Muslims, the fake Jews. They call Allah. That's their God. That's what the Lord has shown me. I know it sounds crazy, but that's what the Lord shows me. And now I'm working out that, it, that it's true. All of these people who claim that they worship our God, they don't. They worship Allah. They're all Muslims. They are. I think that's why they wear funny black hats also. Because black is bad. Come on. It's very bad. Okay. These are all the things I look at. But this is about li live camera action, the veil, a film, camera action, material world, the not real world. Nothing matters because it's not true, because Satan created the fake reality, a hologram that is type of matrix, which is a material world, time, space, matter cannot exist and coexist. So we are s somewhere stuck in a non-reality and the only way out is the truth. This is what I believe from the Lord because the Lord is the truth. So in order for us to escape the matrix of lies, we need only to search for the truth through the Bible, which the Lord is in control of because he is the author of life, but the word is alive as well. This is a multidimensional uh, facet of, well, I suppose you could say it's like a cube. Um, it's lots of different things within it, things that make it real, bending sp time, space, matter. Maybe that's what 
the Mandela effect is all about. But the words we speak in the Bible are very powerful because the Bible is also called the gospel. So the Lord had a thought and then he spoke it and became real. So we go through all of the words and we pick out which words are which. And then from this, we can work out the truth because the devil backwards is lived. Yes, so he's dead. So we can pick this out. We can find out the truth just in the words. Uh, sin leads to death because Satan eats the soil. Soil is so ill. So if you are sinning, you become unwell because you are not part of the well of living water, as in unwell. Yes, that's what God shows me anyway. Uh, so then he would drink the water of the not well, unwell. And so that wouldn't be the living water, that would be waters of death. Acidy water, maybe. <laughs> but Satan's in charge of illness and all of that. That's why Jesus had to cast out all the demons to heal the people. Um, and also, when Jesus heals the blind man, all the apostles are going, well, is that because, you know, there's a sin, and that's why they're blind, you know, because maybe the family did something wrong. Jesus said, not in this particular case, but it was pretty well known that if you were a sinner, you'd get some illness um, as well. So leprosy was a big thing. Yeah, leprosy was a horrible thing on the skin, and you couldn't go out in the public with it. Hmm. And so that was a way that the Lord cursed people, leprosy. Yes. Um, so we know about that because it's all in the Bible. Anyway, my next heading is State of Israel Created. State of Israel on May 14th, 1948, on the day in which the British mandate over Palestine expired, the Jewish People's Council gathered at Tel Aviv Museum and approved the following proclamation declaring the establishment of the State of Israel. Fake Israel, not God's people. Okay, um, why is it so recent? Why do people think it happened so long ago? Why do they think that the Hebrew language has been spoken for so long? It hasn't. It hasn't. It's lies. That exposes everything. For me, it does anyway. <laughs> Next heading. Why is there no history? Question mark. Are we really to believe that we just don't have any history we can't go back any further back than a couple of hundred years are you joking because someone's been tampering with our history to tell us lies their version of of events according to what they want us to believe everything just doesn't add up sorry but it doesn't the reason i know is because this is all lies because the bible says what it's meant to happen in the prophecies and so you can gather the information from the prophecies to work out what's actually happened. And if it doesn't match what's happened according to prophecy, then it's got to be a lie. It really has to be because the Bible doesn't lie because God is not a liar. So that's how you can work it out anyway. So let's go back to the prophecies. And then we, you know, if we look at the prophecies, we'll be able to see what God said he would do and work it out from there. I've also had to go through the Bible prophecies, question everything, ask all the right questions, and that way the Lord can show me the truth. But it's crazy to think that we don't have any history. It really is. The, the only reason we have no history is because they have something to hide. 
This is why they created their fake stories about dinosaurs, ice ages and everything else. The seven day creation is a 7,000 year story. God's day is a thousand years and this proves that the Lord is real and that, that what they want you to believe is that creation took millions of years. No, it didn't. And uh, that we came from apes and dinosaurs are real. Well, dinosaurs are, are dragons. Um, and we know that dinosaurs are dragons because those tiny little legs at the front are wings. They couldn't stand on those little things. Well, they're useless otherwise in the film. It looks stupid. They do. They look really stupid. Walking around on two back legs. Silly. Running on two legs. Big things like that. No, they couldn't run very fast. Come on. That's for wings. And wings have a little bit of, uh, it, of this bony area. They do. And a bit, most of it's gristle. So anyway, that's how you know wings and they're also made of like reptilian skin which also says that they were the dragons and also we know that dragons are real because we've got countries with flags with dragons we don't have countries with flags and dinosaurs so according to the bible creation was a six thousand year process and a day of rest which was seven thousand years yeah after we ate from the garden, the tree of knowledge, good and evil, we were punished and we were told we'd be cast out of the garden for five and a half days, which is five and a half thousand years. And then we could come back to this garden, according to the books I've read. Okay. Jesus came here five and a half thousand years, as according to this prophecy, according to the books I've read. This only leaves 500 years before the 7,000 year millennial reign because five and a half is actually halfway through the sixth day. All right, good. It took me a while to figure this out. Actually, it was quite complicated. My brain was just not happy with it, but I've, I've certain figured it all out. So 500 years is left between Jesus' first coming and the second coming and the millennial reign. If we're to go by the 7,000-year process that the Lord works to and the 1,000 years of rest and millennial reign, which I think it is. So uh, Jesus couldn't have died more than 500 years ago, not even that. Okay, so I don't believe anyway. Mm. The calendars is my next heading. All calendars of all nations across the world were all different and they all have different ideas about what time it is. It's only very recently that we all started to use universal time clock and also universal calendars. These are only brought in in the 1900s. Before this, everybody had different times, records and ways of recording their history. And in this way, you can prove that time as you know it has been incorrectly recorded. Let's have a look at the time according to the fake Jews. To determine the year of the Jewish calendar, add 3,760 to the year of the Gregorian calendar. If before 1 Tishri, add 3761. If after 1 Tishri, the current year is 5782. And that would have been September, 19th September, 2022. Okay. So, 
nothing really works here. Sorry. But they're closer to the 6,000 years there. Anyway, <laughs> doesn't add up though. I also noticed funny names for things in the fake juice. Yes, names for years, names for all sorts of interesting things, which are not in the Bible. Like Shekinah. Shekinah's not in the Bible. And we've got, uh, where I live, we've got a Shekinah just sprung up, a charity shop. The Shekinah is a female side of God that the Jews worship. Yes. What's going on here then? Someone please help me. We haven't got Shekinah in the Bible. There's no word Shekinah. So the Jew, fake Jews sort of set up thinking religious cult has infiltrated all sorts of aspects of society. Really? Mm. Um, the other thing is Lent, another word. There's no word called Lent in the Bible. Very interesting. Someone said to me, oh, they're doing Lent. I was like, what's Lent? And they went, you, know, you worship God and you don't know what Lent is? <laughs> and I was like, well, no, I don't actually because it's not in my Bible. Lent. Interesting, isn't it? I think it is. Uh, so now let's look at what it says about the Bible. Okay, good. The Bible is a collection of religious texts or scriptures that are held to be sacred in Christianity, Judaism, Samaritanism, and many other religions. The Bible is an anthology, a compilation of texts of a variety of forms, originally written in Hebrew, Aramaic, and coin Greek. Well, no, that's lies too, because it wasn't. It wasn't recorded properly in Hebrew, and they only record parts of it. They don't record the New Testament. They don't, yes, because they don't believe in Jesus. Ha <laughs> ha. Okay, because they want to still have the rabbi set up, the old Torah set up. These texts include the instructions, stories, poetry, and prophecies, among other genius. The collection of materials that are accepted as part of the Bible by a particular religious tradition or community is called the biblical canon. Believers in the Bible generally consider it to be a product of divine inspiration, but the way they understand what that means and interpret the next can vary. Note, the Bible is what we can rely on today. I've put this note here, okay. The, the word was translated by Greek translators, the word of God. That's so interesting. Why? Because he couldn't trust these guys. That's why Jesus came here, to set us free from this Torah system. If you read Galatians, the Galatians is talking about these fake Jews. All of it's Galatians. It talks about the fake Jews. Read Galatians. Paul warns us all. Don't go back to the Torah system. So beautiful. And also Galatians, if you break the word apart, is Gaul at Ions. And Ions is Iams as well. Or Zion, you know, because you're on the mountain. So when you reach the truth, you reach Zion, the top of the mountain, the end of the alphabet, Z, Ion. That's why God is the beginning, the middle, and the end. When you know the end, you'll know the beginning. It's all in the words. My next heading asks the right questions. So now we have 
to know that the Bible is the basis to work from. What we need to know is what parts did they take out and which bits did they try and add as credible? What correlates and what doesn't? What is fake and what serves the purpose of the liars? So the fake Jews have their own agenda and that is they wish to discredit Jesus. So in this way, they've discovered things at the Dead Sea the Dead Sea Scrolls, miraculously two years or so, around the year before, fake Israel is created. Their, their own new version of Hebrew language also newly created to serve their purpose. Um, because they don't believe in Jesus. I already mentioned Hitler, the Rothschilds. The Queen made all her money by selling us all as slaves. And it's blacks and whites. Yeah, this, this pro-black effort is lies. It really is. Um, everything is according to the prophecies of the Bible. That's how you can find the truth. Um, so they basically copy and steal and change, like Satan does. He comes to steal, kill and destroy so the fake Jews are just like that because they serve their masters, so they also tell lies and they want to steal, copy and destroy. So they create a copy version, a lie that is not true. But because they say that it was discovered, then people believe it, but it's not true because you can put a crown on a frog and call it a god, but it won't make it god. My next heading, Jews did not write the Bible, your belief is the Jewish lie. Let's see what the Bible has to say. Let's look at some of the names of the people of the churches and the recipients of the New Testament books and epistles. Luke 1, colon 3, Theophilus. Acts 1.1, Theophilus. Romans, Phoebe. Romans 16.3, Priscilla and Aquila. Romans 16, colon 5 to 16. Eponetus, Mary, Adronicus, Junior, Ampullus, Urbane, Stachys, Apelles, Aristobulus, Herodian, Narcissus, Tryphena, Tryphosa, Persis, Rufus, Anacritus, Phlegon, Hermas, Patrobas, Hermes, Philologus, Julia, Lurius, Olympus. The church at Corinth, Corinthians, and Macedonian, and Archaea. So, these are more Greek and Italian. Don't you think that's very interesting? There's no Jewish names in there. There isn't. What's going on there? Does that prove something? Hmm. Absolutely. It's all there for eyes, for your eyes to see and ears to hear. See? Interesting. 1 Corinthians 16, colon 10 to 17, Timotheus, Apollos, Stephanus, Fortunatus, and Archicus. Um, the Galatia, Galatians at Galatia. The church at Ephesus, Ephesians. The Ephesians 6, colon 21, Tychicus. The church of Philippi, the Philippians. People from Caesar's household mentioned, 4, colon 22. Church at Coloss, Colossians, Colossians, 
four colons, seventy seventeen, Tychicus, one Simus, Aristarchus, Ephatharus, Archippus, Archippus, yes. Uh, so I'm, I'm quite tired of it. I've, I think I've illustrated it. It's not written in Hebrew originally. No text exists to back up the claim that the New Testament was ever written in Hebrew as well. Uh, so there we are. That's that. So we, we should never ever claim that the original translations were in Hebrew because they weren't. They were Greek. And even the Greek version, they say, is the King James, which came from Greek. They have relied on Oh, they also say it's from Jiju. They've relied on the Greek. They have. And the Tyndale. Yeah. Tyndale. Tyndale was so accurate. It really was. Beautiful. Story about Tyndale. Okay, back to it. Next heading. Johannes Africa. He translated the Bible in Johannesburg. He actually called himself Africa because he loved Africa so much. And it was sometime around the 16 or 1700s. And he writes a letter to the Jews telling them he's really unhappy with their translations. They've removed bits and pieces, translated things incorrectly. And so he shows up and, and gets really, really angry with them. And I've got a copy of this letter. All right. And then we've got different people's names like Wycliffe who keep reappearing in two different times. Um, and there's more, more people, Constantine, uh, Napoleon, all of these people apply, uh, keep appearing in two different timelines. It's like they can't remember where they wanted to put their lies. So very interesting. Mm-hmm. But what I've also been told is they've just written another story on top of another story. So when they conquer a town, they demolish it and build another town on top of it. Have you noticed that as well? So they remove things so you don't know. And then they cover things up by building on top of it. And they do this in the same way with the words and the stories. But a lot can be uncovered through nursery rhymes and poetry and and hymns as well. So things like she'll be coming round the mountain when she comes and the rivers of Babylon. Things like this contain bits of our history because people sung a lot of these things to remember it. And also the old way of continuing the Bible and passing it from generation to generation is you'd know you'd have one of the books, maybe. You wouldn't have all of them. And or you'd have one little bit of the scripture, you know, in your family. And that would be your sort of family heirloom. Very beautiful. But you'd have all the stories told to you. And that in that way it continued the truth. So in the reset, they must have got rid of all those people in that way. Mm. Okay, so my next heading is where and when did we discover the other books? What books did they take out of the Bible? Question mark. I'll list the removed Bibles, books that they took out, the Gospels, the chapters, the pieces of the Bible for you that I've managed to find. Note that these removed or missing books, gospels, chapters, pieces are based on the Protestant Christian Bible, which is the most well-known and used Bible. These books were mostly left out by churches, especially the Catholic Church, for multiple reasons. Many early Christians rejected the following books, um, which I'll list, uh, and then they fully didn't feel they fully aligned with the rest of the books, and we ended up with 66 books. 
in the modern Bible. Okay. So, right. Next page. And then we've got our list. So, it's a lot to cover today. All right. The Book of Enoch, 1 and 2, the sacred Secrets of Enoch and Enoch 3, the Book of Esdras 1 and 2, the Book of Maccabees 1, 2 and 3 and 4 and 5, the Book of Tobit, the Book of Jasher, the Book of Judith, Esther, the Book of Esther, missing sections, the Book of Ecclesiastes, uh, Sarak, the Book of Jubilees, the Book of Burak 1, 2 and 3, only Burak 2 and 3 are who's pseudo pick graphic the book of shepherds of hermes book of wisdom the book of psalms of solomon the odes of solomon book of giants book of adam and eve one and two the conflict of adam and eve with satan uh, then we've got the gospels that were removed so the ones i just read you are the books the gospels of james uh, the gospel of peter the gospel of thomas uh, the Gospel of Nicodemus, Acts of Pilate, the Syriac Infancy Gospel, Infancy of Jesus. The the Gospel of James is the Pontevangelion version, okay? The Epistles, the Epistles of Jesus Christ, Abgarus, King of Edessa, the Epistle of Clement, the Epistle of Barnabas, the Epistle of Aristeus, the Epistle of Jeremiah, the Epistle of Paul, the Apostle of the Laodiceans, the Epistle of Paul, the Apostle of Seneca, the Epistle of Ignatius to the Ephesians, the Epistle of Ignatius to the Magnesians, the Epistle of Ignatius to the Trellians, the Epistle of Ignatius to the Romans, the Epistle of Ignatius to the Philadelphians, the Epistle of Ignatius to the Smyrnians, the Epistle of Ignatius to Polycarp, the Epistle of Polycarp to the Philippians, the Epistle of Herod to Pilate, the governor, the Epistle of Pilate to Herod, others, chapters, pieces, special works, assumptions of Moses, Apocalypse of Moses, and Testament of Abraham. <laughs> The Apocalypse of Abraham, the Testaments of the Twelve Patriarchs, the Acts of Paul, the Acts of Paul and Thecla, the Apostles' Creed, Psalm 151, missing chapter in the book of Psalms, story of Susanna, the missing chapter of the book of Daniel, story of Bell and the Dragon, missing chapter in the book of Daniel, chapter 14, story of Ahika, the prayer of Azaria and the songs of the three holy children, missing peace in chapter 3 in the book of Daniel. Prayer of Manasseh, missing peace in chapter 33 in the book of Chronicles 2. So you'd have to really search high and low to find all of this information. So I hope this helps you. Hmm. Next heading. Original books were fought for by many people. One of them is Martin Luther. And he translated the Bible into German during the early part of the 16th century. First releasing a complete Bible in 1536, his Bible was the first major edition to have a separate section called the Apocrypha. Books and portions of the books not found in the Masoretic text of Judaism were moved out of the body of the Old Testament to this section. 
Luther placed these books between the Old and the New Testament. For this reason, these works are sometimes known as intertestamental books. The book 1 and 2 Esdras were omitted entirely. Luther was making a polemical point about the canonicity of these books. As an authority for this division, he cited St. Jerome, who in the early 5th century distinguished the Hebrew and the Greek Old Testament, stating that the books not found in the Hebrew were not received as canonical. Although his statement was controversial in those days, Jerome was later titled a doctor of the church, and his authority was also cited in the Anglican statement in 1571. Luther also expressed some doubts about the canonicity of four New Testament books, although he never called them apocrypha. The Epistle to the Hebrews, the Epistle of James and Jude, and the Revelation of John. He did not put them in a separately named section, but he did move them to the end of the his New Testament. Next heading, Adam and Eve books. Rutherford Haynes Platt, in the preface to his 1964 reprint of the Lost Books of the Bible and the Forgotten Books of Eden states, first issued in 1926, this is the most popular collection of apocryphal and pseudopigraphal literature ever published. The translations were first published under this title by an unknown editor in the Lost Books of the Bible, Cleveland, 1926. But the translations had previously been published many times. The book is essentially a combined reprint of early works, the first half the Lost Books of the Bible is an unimproved reprint of a book published by William Hone in 1820 titled The Apocryphal New Testament itself, a reprint of the translation of the Apostolic Fathers done in 1693 by William Wake, who later became the Archbishop of Canterbury, and a smattering of medieval embellishments on the New Testament from a book by Jeremiah Meyer Jones in 1693. <coughs> <coughs> we'll get there in a minute. <laughs> um, okay, so then, so what I've got here basically is that we've also got the Forgotten Books of Eden um, and all of these come together, but they come from originals from before their time. So this is to illustrate that. So these books, the lost books of the Bible and the books of Adam and Eve, I take as authentic because they had original copies from the 1500s onwards. Yes, they weren't rediscovered at the Dead Sea by the fake Jews and totted with and tittled titivated. Hmm. Okay. More uh, modern translation of these works include J. H. Charlesworth, The Old Testament Pseudopigrapha, and Schnee Melcher, and New Testament Apocrypha. So you can find all of these books, and I've read them all, okay, as well. The Lost Books of the Bible, 
including the Books of Enoch, which I've already told you about, um, are a collection of books from 1926, from originally before this time. Then we've got the Apocrypha. What's this? Well, the Apocrypha is from ancient Greek, hidden denotes the collection of apocryphal ancient books thought to have been written sometime between 200 BC and AD 400. The Roman Catholic Eastern Orthodox and Oriental Orthodox churches include some or all of the same text within the body of their version of the Old Testament, terming them Deuteronic, Deuterocanonical books. Traditional 80-book Protestant Bibles include 14 books in the intertestamental section between the Old Testament and the New Testament called the Apocrypha, deeming these useful for instruction. Okay, so somebody took out some of the books and somebody also rediscovered some books in 1947. What am I trying to show you here? Well, some of these books were originally in our Bible. And the reason they weren't translated in Hebrew is because the Hebrews, the fake Jews, yeah, they didn't want them. And they had an impact and an influence, I believe, quite early back. And so this would explain why we've had to go to the Greek, yes, and then also the apocryphal um, books we have to also rely on the Greek and Aramaic. We've got some Aramaic books as well. Why is this so important? Well, because it's about finding out which books are authentic. Because if we're going to stick our nose out, have you noticed the Jews have big noses? What big eyes you have, all the better to see you with. What big nose you have, all the better to smell you with. What big teeth you have, all the better to eat you with. Yeah, that's what it reminds me of, these big noses. And uh, Pinocchio, the story, must stem from somewhere, you know, with the big nose when you tell lies. Hmm. So anyway, (laughs) that's what God shows me, it's so funny. So basically, hmm, we can prove that the apocrypha books were originally part of the Bible. Okay. The lost books of Adam uh, and Eve and the lost books of the Bible, which form part of the Apocrypha as well, are part of the original books of the Bible. Someone came along and tampered with them and removed some of the Bible books. And I believe God is in control. So I also know from reading the stories of Ezra 2 and 3 and all that and 4, is that Ezra prayed to God because... All our books have been burnt and destroyed. And so Ezra prayed to God, please, please, can we have our books again? Because no one knew our history. So God honored that. And But there were 75 books that God gave to Ezra that weren't to be used for everyday people, but more for the inner teachings and the wisdom of the writers and uh, the people in the priesthood. So... Those apocrypha books that were removed probably are not really required for everyday people. And I've read them all, and they correlate perfectly with the Bible. There's nothing really that I was uncomfortable with. The only bits I was uncomfortable with 
was what the Lord showed me was when they started talking about bishops. Yes. And those sections came in after the New Testament. So, um, from what I can see. All right. So, um, but everything else correlates to the Bible and confirms the Bible. And it doesn't conflict with the Bible. It's in harmony with the Bible. So, um, in that sense, it was very good. The only difficulty I had was when I read the Apocrypha, uh, it's not the Apocrypha, the Gnostic Gospels, which are completely different teaching. They don't correlate with the Bible. So there's stories in there that don't match up with the Bible. So, but it's a spiritual book and it goes on about truth and lies as a spiritual thing. So it's an interesting book, but not something that's going to give you a history. Whereas the Bible is a factual book, but it's also alive and spiritual. Then the Apocrypha books are, I would say, more factual. And also they, they fill in the gaps. Because if you read the New Testament and then you read the Old Testament, there is a gap. There is. <laughs> and so this gives you the bit that uh, you don't get told about. And it connects a bit more up for you. And also, a lot of it is going into more detail. Like, for for example, Joseph, when his brothers sold him for 20 pieces of silver, in the Apocrypha books, I was able to read all of what happened emotionally to Joseph as he was dragged off into slavery, how he didn't want to walk how he kept crying for, for his family and he felt so abandoned by his brothers. How he didn't want to walk and he kept crying and they kept getting angry with him. So the Ishmaelites kept slapping him with whips. And how God got angry with the Ishmaelites for doing this. And then he sat in the carriage and still felt terrible and cried and, and he was so miserable. And then he saw his mother's grave and he went over to it and he cried out to his mum, Rachel. And he was, Rachel, my mum, you know, God believe this has happened. And Rachel says, God is in control. Pray to God. God is with you. Beautiful it was. Imagine being sold by your brothers. Sent off into slavery. So that's what these uh, books contain. Uh, I thought they were beautiful. But the recent discovery of the Dead Sea Scrolls and the Nag Hammadi books, we've got to look at those. Yeah, we have. And maybe they were our original books, but that we also know that there's certain scriptures which are fragments of paper, papaya, with the written Hebrew words on but some of them have got modern Hebrew in it, so we can't rely on them all, yeah? And so we have only the Bible, really, that I think is completely authentic. And then the Apocrypha books that were taken out, I believe we can rely on those because they don't conflict with the Bible. That's what I think. But the, the, Apoc the, the Gnostic Gospels, I think, you know, we've got to be a bit careful of. That's what I think. Okay? That's what I think. Uh, 
So the Nag Hammadi Library, also known as the uh, Chernoboskian Manuscripts, are known as the Gnostic Gospels. It's a collection of early Christian and Gnostic texts discovered near the upper Egyptian town of Nag Hammadi in 1945. Thirteen leather-bound papyrus codices buried in a sealed jar were found by a local farmer named Muhammad al-Saman. The writings in these codices comprise of 52 mostly Gnostic treaties, but they also include three works belonging to the Corpus Hermeticum and partial translation alteration of Plato's Republic. So they're interesting reading. I have read them. Okay, but interesting that they were discovered in 1945. See, I just think it's just too much that we get no history and then everything's discovered in 1947 and 1945. So I don't think we can uh, rely on those. Okay. Um, okay. How do I know that a lot of these things are lies as well? Is the words I want to give you some examples. Antenatal clinic. Antenatal says I'm anti, and natal represents giving birth. Yes. Why are the places where you have babies called antenatal clinics? Hmm, there's no logic. But they actually say they want to do something opposite. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then we got natal, which is natal in Africa. So it doesn't matter that it's pronounced differently, but it says the same thing as natal. Then you've got King Solomon's mines in Africa and all the diamonds and all the gold, which I've already think mentioned already. Did you know that nurse is actually translated as omen. Omen, yes. And that would have been someone who governed a person or was over someone, not necessarily their own child, like a carer. Uh, one of the ways I know that Afrikaans is an original language is because God showed me the word fastan, which is to understand. But also knowledge is first done. So, why have we got the verse? Well, a verse is part of a word. So you've got different verses in the Bible. So that says that. But also Abraham Lincoln lived on Mount Vernon. So ver represents gaver, govern. So um, Vernon is to govern on. And he lived on Mount Vernon. It's interesting, isn't it? Also, a translate is also transfer, similar word, yeah. Um, when Enoch was translated, uh, he was translated because he could speak the same language as God, yeah, because he knew the truth and could speak the truth, and he was God's friend. Another thing, another word is homophone, ring. Um, so God got me to do a study on words that sounded the same but meant different things and were slightly different as written as well. Homophone is one of these words called a homophone. But also, God gave me ring. 
Ring is something you have when you get married. It's to demonstrate a covenant between two parties who become one. And in the same way, we become one with God. So the word ring is a sacred word. And they use it when you telephone people. Telephone. And then you've got homophone. So I thought that was very interesting that we've got these comparisons of words. Um, and I had an MRI scan the other day. And when I went to have an MRI scan, they told me it's all done with magnets. And they also told me that the person who conducts all of the sort of checks and everything to go through everything is called a radiographer. Interesting, don't you think? Radiographer. So it's all about radio, aerial, tower, power, conductor. When you go to a concert and they're playing musical instruments, you've got a conductor at the front. But then you've also got a conductor in a, in a power conductor. So this, I think, is very interesting. Hmm. My next heading, demons are actors and they're act alls. So they're, you know, that's not real. They act alls. Stage, lights, camera, action. I've already said this about the movies, the television. So they use the media to tell all of the lies. You cannot see and you believe the lies because it's a veil. It's a film. Uh, it's a programming. Lights, camera, action. Lucifer is illuminated as well, if you notice. Fake light. Fake lights, camera, action. Fake story. It's a stage. Hmm. The word gospel. It's also very interesting because words are very powerful. So if God wants you to go and learn the word, he wants you to know the word, who is God, and have a relationship with him. And then you also become a letter within the word. Now, a letter is one individual alphabetical letter, but also a letter contains, you know, something that wrote a letter to you. So this is interesting that this word says the same thing. Why is this so impressively important? Well, when God spoke the word, it manifested and became real. So words have power. God spoke it and breathed life into it. He's also given us and breathed on us, as it tells us in the Bible, in the prophecies. He breathes over us the Holy Spirit. He also breathes life into Adam and Eve. Adam goes to sleep while Eve is made. Interesting. We're all being sleepy at the moment. We're told to wake up from our stupor. Maybe because there's uh, the bride being created. Very interesting, I think. No accidents with the stories of the Bible. But go spell is to go speak. Go speak to everyone. You'll be my witnesses and you'll proclaim the message because when you're saved by the Lord, you want to tell everyone about it. And as you speak it, it makes it real. That's why you go spell, gospel. But you see, the enemy knows this also, that words have power. And that's why they do witchcraft with it. They use it for the opposite. So the fact that words have got power doesn't mean that they're evil. 
It just means that you need to know the authority under which you stand, which is God, that you're standing on the rock, and that no fear will come over you because you're in the Word, and the Word is in you. Who is God? Hmm. So beautiful. That was from the Lord. Very beautiful. Thank you, Father. And so, that was forgot. Oh, yes. When you are part of the tribe of Israel, it's part of being real because it's the truth. Apparently, according to God, there's only one truth. There's only truth. Everything else doesn't exist. So he showed me. So when um, Jacob saw the ladder going up and down to heaven with the angels, and then he also battled with the Lord, God renamed Jacob Israel because he's real. And then Jacob names the place Pineal, which is in your head, as in the new temple of God, which is being constructed right now in the temple, as in in the head, because Jesus is the head and he's inside you. And you are the body of Christ. You're also letters within the word. Jesus is the word as well, made flesh. So this all connects too. <laughs> Supernatural it is. <laughs> um, okay, also God kept speaking to me yesterday about Isaiah 9, <laughs> about the government being on his shoulders. Now, when I read all of this, you know, I always thought the government to be on his shoulders giving me a hard time. But also what it means is, is that if the government's on your shoulders, it means it's on his head, as in he is the head of the body. I thought, oh, yeah, of course. So that confirms scripture also. I was thinking, oh, gosh, that's amazing. So I wanted to read it to you. Hmm. Uh, Isaiah 9, nevertheless, there will be no more gloom for those who were in distress. In the past, he humbled the land of Zebulun and the land of Naphtali, but in the future, he will honor Galilee of the nations by the way of the sea beyond the Jordan. The people walking in darkness have seen a great light. On those living in the land of deep darkness, a light has dawned. You have enlarged the nation and increased their joy. They rejoice before you as people rejoice at the harvest as warriors rejoice when dividing the plunder. For as in the day of Midian's defeat, you have shattered the yoke of the burdens, them that bar across the sh their shoulders the rod of their oppressor. Every warrior's boot used in battle and every garment rolled in blood will be destined for burning, will be fuel for the fire. For to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders, and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. And the greatness of his government and peace, there will be no end. He will reign on David's throne and over his kingdom, establishing and upholding it with justice and righteousness. From that time on and forever, the zeal of the Lord Almighty will accomplish this. The Lord's anger against Israel, the Lord has sent a message against Jacob, it will fall on Israel. All the people will know it, Ephraim and the inhabitants of Samaria, who say with pride and arrogance of the hearts, 
The bricks have fallen down, but we will rebuild with dressed stone. The fig trees have been felled, but we will replace them with cedars. But the Lord has strengthened Rezin's foes against them and has spurred their enemies on, Arameans from the east and Philistines from the west have devoured Israel with open mouth. Yet for all this, his anger is not turned away, his hand is still upraised, but the people have not returned to him who struck them, nor have they sought the Lord Almighty. So the Lord will cut off from Israel both head and tail, both palm branch and reed, in a single day. The elders and dignitaries are the head, and the prophets who teach lies are the tail. Those who guide this people mislead them, and those who are guided are led astray. Therefore the Lord will take no pleasure in the young men, nor will he pity the fatherless and widows, for everyone is ungodly and wicked, every mouth speaks folly. Yet for all this his anger is not turned away, his hand is still upraised. Surely wickedness burns like a fire, it consumes briars and thorns, it sets the forest thickets ablaze, so that it rolls upward in a column of smoke. By the wrath of the Lord Almighty, the land will be scorched, and the people will be fuel for the fire. They will not spare one another. On the right they will devour, but still be hungry, and on the left they will eat, but not be satisfied. Each will feed on the flesh of their own offspring. Manasseh will feed on Ephraim, and Ephraim on Manasseh. Together they will turn against Judah. Yet for all this, his anger is not turned away. His hand is still upraised. So, basically, this is part of the prophecy. Yeah. And this is all to manifest the judgment of God. Because we're listening to liars, and we need to stop listening to liars. We don't want to come under any more judgment by God. We want to show ourselves ready, as in read. Read why? Because you need to. It's important. Okay, where where did I get to? Before I got sidetracked with that. Okay, so we have a quick summary as well with all of this, which I think is really important, is that it all correlates to the prophecies previously spoken of in the Bible. And in the Bible, it tells me all about what the Lord was going to do. The demons are actors, yeah? They, they're all on a stage and they, they go and spell everything. So we've also got to spell the truth in speaking the truth so that we're not stuck in the darkness. Um, okay, so I got to the end of that. Okay, sorry, I'm just trying to find my place. <laughs> Scrapple, scrapple. <laughs> okay, so here we go. Yeah, the Jews in Palestine spoke a variety of languages such as Arabic, Ladino, Yiddish, French, Intercommunal affairs that required verbal communication were handled in a modified form of medieval Hebrew. So the Hebrew language was revived, basically, only recently, between 1858 and 1922, 
by Elezia Aliaza Ben Yuda. Yeah? And he added lots of words also to the Hebrew language. Yeah. And so this was all for the fake Israel. What I want you to also know is that the reason they did this is because it is prophesied in the Bible. It really is. But the way that this has been manifest in the fake Israel is not what God actually meant, okay? So my comments is basically created for the state of Israel, 1948, yeah, so that they could fulfill the prophecies. But this prophecy does not mean what's happened. Yeah, it really doesn't. Uh, it doesn't mean we'll go back to Hebrew. It means that we'll speak the truth, as in have the two-edged sword within our mouth, as in Jesus will speak for us. Let's read this prophecy, this bit of section here, 3.9. Then I will purify the lips of the peoples, that all of them may call on the name of the Lord and serve him shoulder to shoulder. So that's part of the prophecy that they've used to create their new sort of Jewish language and their new fake Israel because it's prophesied. And I'm going to read you Zephaniah 3 so you get a full picture of what God's actually saying and then you'll be able to understand it a bit better. Okay. Woe to the city of oppressors, rebellious and defiled. She obeys no one. She accepts no correction. She does not trust in the Lord. She does not draw near to her God. Her officials with her now are roaring lions. Her rulers are evening wolves who leave nothing for the morning. Her prophets are unprincipled. They are treacherous people. Her priests profane the sanctuary and do violence to the law. The Lord within her is righteous. He does no wrong. Morning... By morning he dispenses his justice, and every new day he does not fail, yet the unrighteous know no shame. Jerusalem remains unrepentant. I have destroyed nations. Their strongholds are demolished. I have left their streets deserted, with no one passing through. Their cities are laid waste. They are deserted and empty. Of Jerusalem I thought, surely you will fear me and accept correction. Then her place of refuge would not be destroyed, nor all my punishments come upon her. But they were still eager to act corruptly in all they did. Therefore, wait for me, declares the Lord, for the day I will stand up to testify. I have decided to assemble the nations, to gather the kingdoms, and to pour out my wrath on them. All my fierce anger, the whole world, will be consumed by the fire of my jealous anger, restoration of Israel's remnant. Then I will purify the lips of the people, that all of them may call on the name of the Lord and serve him shoulder to shoulder. From beyond the rivers of Cush, my worshippers, my scattered people, will bring me offerings. On that day you, Jerusalem, will not be put to shame for all the wrongs you have done to me, because I will remove from you your arrogant boasters. Never again will you be haughty on my holy hill, but I will leave within you the meek and the humble, the remnant of Israel, will trust in the name of the Lord. They will do no wrong, they will tell no lies, a deceitful tongue will not be found in their mouths. They will eat and lie down, and no one will make them afraid. 
Sing, daughter of Zion, shout aloud, Israel, be glad and rejoice with all your heart, daughter Jerusalem. The Lord has taken away your punishment. He has turned back your enemy. The Lord, King of Israel, is with you. Never again will you fear any harm. On that day, they will say to Jerusalem, do not fear Zion. Do not let your hands hang limp. The Lord your God is with you, the mighty warrior who saves. He will take great delight in you. In his love, he will no longer rebuke you, but will rejoice over you with singing. I will remove from you all who mourn over the loss of your appointed festivals, which is a burden and a reproach for you. At that time, I will deal with all who oppress you. I will rescue the lame. I will gather the exiles. I will give them praise and honor in every land where they have suffered shame. At that time, I will gather you. At that time, I will bring you home. I will give you honor and praise among all the peoples of the earth when I restore your fortunes before your very eyes, says the Lord. (laughs) So, do you see, by them taking over the new, the making up the fake Jews, the fake Israel, all of this, they're trying to make out that they are part of this prophecy and they are not because the new tongues, the new lips is about speaking the truth and understanding the truth because when you can hear and when you can see, you will become my witnesses, my witnesses and you will give testimonies, testimony, test my money, check where I put my bank, my money in the bank or in the bank of God. So it's about not being part of the material world, the true people of God. This is what it means. And those will be his remnant. Just like the stories of Cinderella, where the wicked sisters have turned her into the one, the slave girl who cleans out the ashes. Yeah. And they took everything. So these fake Jews are just the same as the wicked sisters. <laughs> okay. My next heading, to understand everything you need to read the Bible, Jeremiah 23 onwards also goes on about what would happen to us that we'd be scattered all over the world uh, because we didn't worship the Lord. So this I've already covered with you, but also there's 70 weeks of Daniel in which he also explains this period of time. Then there's also Ezekiel, where Ezekiel lies on one side and then on the other side for a period of 430 days which is over a year, yes, lying on his sides. Uh, 40 days for Judah and 290 days, 300, yeah, 200. I I need to check that. I did put it in here. So 40 days it was for Judah and 390 days for uh, Israel. So all of that ties in with um, the time from Jesus' first coming to the second coming, because that's how you you work out that the prophecies all correlate to each other. I believe it's connecting those dates. Hmm. Okay. So Jesus, in my mind, did not die 2,000 years ago. I've already told you that. Um, Then the calendars also were changed, by the way. Also, when Isaac Newton wrote to Queen Victoria, um, 
he would write to her and refer to the Vulgate and Jesus as the vulgar era of Jesus. Okay, he gave a running account of the histories of all the nations. It's about a hundred and something pages of his written version of history according to all the nations. And I read it and highlighted and very interested. It was very interesting. But they kept referring to Jesus' time as the vulgar era of Jesus. So we know they're not on our team. Okay. And that's why I think it's called the Vulgate. Yeah. As in vulgar and ate. So they ate everything. Um, what we don't have in our history is we don't have recorded the orphan trains, the incubator fairs. We don't have records of all the buildings being burned and destroyed after the world fairs. So we don't have any of this written in our history, but this is all very recent. This was going on right up until the 1930s with the orphan trains and the children. The parents were killed and the pe- the little children were sold. Then the little babies were also sold in incubator fairs. And so there's adverts in the paper for orphan children. Just Google it and you'll see. I'm not lying. It's true. And so they had world fairs. People would travel all over the world to go to the world fairs with a horse and carts. So they'd have to take food with them for the whole family for months travel, many months of travel by horse and car. And this couldn't have happened. No one could have built these buildings with horse and cart. They were beautiful and really big. Someone took them over. Someone killed all the adults, rewrote our history and told the children a different version of history. Most of those people from two generations ago were orphans. My grandmother was an orphan. Yes with her sister and her mum, their mum. And they were, um, they lived with a man and basically didn't love them. And it, it fractured their family line because then they didn't know how to show love down their family. So we had a break in the family line on how to behave and what is standard practice in bringing up children and nastiness and vileness crept in and so we ended up with a sort of dilapidated broken family behavioral structure that was set as a precedent because of the breaks in the families and what happened also they burned most of us as witches because if you had the power to cast out demons they called you a witch that's what i believe also We've got the Jesus coins, which I've told you about, the Portuguese, the gold coins. There's many coins, okay? We've got the St. James Bible. Did you know that if we were to do this from Greek, okay, because there's no J, um, the J is an I as well. So, yes, I believe they spoke with Js. But, you know, let's play around with it. St. James is St. I am. Okay, St. I am. Very interesting. Also, <coughs> according to history, the I is a J, not a 1. So a lot of the years, like 800, the year 800, they've written down as 1800. So maps and things from 1500 are actually from 500. Also buildings, they've added AD um, and 
you know, added letters so that it looks like these buildings were built before, yeah? Then they tell you that all the buildings, the beautiful buildings, were built in the 1800s, don't they? Also, many, many statues and things that they've erected. They had technology to erect these. I've seen the pictures. We have flying craft, people flying around in type scooter things that fly in the air. And then there's people with jets on their back and they can fly and all sorts of interesting things, really, that they haven't told you. Whole towns being lit up by lights, pre-electricity. We've still got also all of these free electricity lines. It's all about the truth. It really is. And uh might as well talk about this while we're on it. You know the London Underground, it's round, okay? And I saw some photos with balls that were on train tracks and people were getting on them and they were like a type of transport. And then there were balls in the sky. I thought, well, these are flying machines. And maybe that's why the tube in London is round. And you've also got the same with the undergrounds in in America as well. So, you know, we must have had some type of transport that was on a train track. I believe they replaced all our train tracks, which were electric before they were steam. They changed it to steam so that they could make us all mine coal. And that's all at the same time as the orphan trains and the incubator fairs and everything else. And you got a leaflet when you went to a world fair. And it was like an indoctrination type thing. Yes, very interesting, I think. (laughs) But you see, also, UCI is an interesting subject. So if you look up the Gregorian calendar and you look up the Julian calendar, the Julian calendar is the Latin calendar, which is the Babylonian calendar. Yeah. And according to that, when you go online, if you click on the UCI section by the Julian calendar, it takes you through to a section. It tells you that 753 is the year 0 BC and 0 AC, which I think I've now figured out. So the year 753 is the year that Jesus was killed or around at that time, plus minus 33 years, which he was here for approximately. Um, And so 700 became 1700. And I think this is something somehow connected. So they added extra time to our history to make us think that Jesus died 2,000 years ago and that we all think he's never coming back. But he didn't die that long ago. He didn't. I know it. I know it with all my heart and all my spirit. The Lord told me in my dreams that we're in the final week of Daniel. He also told me that the abomination takes place in the wing of the temple and to read Daniel 70 weeks. And I was like, okay, and I read it all. And then I realized the abomination takes place in the wing, exactly as the Lord was showing me, in your right arm. (laughs) Just like, oh my goodness, the Lord really shows me stuff. And it's just like, wow, and you can't fight with the truth. It's amazing. Totally wow. (laughs) So they've left all the buildings to rot. So like a pavilion is to pave eye lion. Okay. 
Many of the pavilions have got green roofs around and there must have been some important thing because they were conductors because this is the reason they're green roofs because it's like a copper brass thing. And that's used for conducting and somehow it's all connected with power. And also under all the old train tracks is power lines. So, and they've buried them and made roads on top of them. But also, if you notice, like where I live, um, there was a train track on the road and, and where I live, there were some hotels there. So, um, because the trains would have dropped them off at the train, at the, the train tracks. Yeah. I just think that's very interesting. Coach houses. Another one. Why are the walls so thick on a coach house? Coach houses in England, the walls are, you know, three foot wide. Yeah. And also other buildings. At the building I live in, the, the walls are five, five foot wide, some of them. Really big walls. Why? Why? At the pier. Who built the piers? Who could stop the ocean to build a pier? Why is there rocks down by the pier where I live that are as big as trucks and flat, flat and so beautifully marbled? They're all marble with beautiful edging in. What building was that from? Why have they got rid of all the warm baths that were hot baths where I live? Yes. How were these baths functioning? Was there free energy? Yes, of course there was. Right. That's a bit of a diversion, but they leave everything to rot. Next heading, did God create evil? Yes, of course he did. He created everything. He's in control of everything. Nothing exists without the word of God and the will of God. So people say, oh, you know, that's evil and it can't be from God. No, God creates everything. Even Satan is working, serving God's purpose. Believe me, God told me this. Everything that's happening right now is all according to God's plan. It really is. That's why they all smile. And if you know that God is really there and he's watching you, you're being assessed. He's testing everybody to see if you really believe in God, whether you trust God. It's a relationship he wants. Not just to believe in God. It's what it's all about. So beautiful. It really is. So yes, God did create evil. Recently, I did a shark video. Someone said, oh, that's very evil. I said, well, I suppose you could say that, you know, because it's evil. It's got some evil sharks in it that God didn't create evil, but he did. And he uses everything for his purpose. Whatever Satan does to hurt you, God can use to bless you. And, uh, and sometimes you have to learn what evil is in order for you to seek righteousness so that you turn from evil. Because people became evil, more evil than the people we rescued, God rescued us from, that we were rescued from. So when he saved us from Egypt, you know, he told us not to become like them. And then we did. We became more wicked than the people of Egypt. So this is what it's all about. Also, I noticed I was listening to... um one of the Gospels, was it Philippians? And uh, yes, I think it was Philippians. And I noticed there's a real struggle in this journey. It's all about the flesh. And you should put your trust more in God than you should put in your belly about food 
And it is about that, because Esau sold his birthright for a bowl of stew. Soon people won't be able to do anything without this mark. So it'll be a test to see whether you will sell out for a bowl of stew. It's all it is, really. It's quite amazing, I think, anyway. <laughs> so yes, God definitely created evil, and everything is from the Lord. The 70 weeks of Daniel, I'll just quickly cover this. There was a 434 years where this uh, Holy Spirit would be given the time to sort of grow and build within us. Then the second coming comes. That's what I believe. That's how I read the prophecies of Daniel. Um, so I've already done a sermon on the, on the 70 weeks, so I'm not going to go into too much detail of it. Uh, but I think everything's in all of these prophecies. Also Ezekiel, which I've mentioned, the new lips. Yeah, those who have eyes to see, ears to hear, they will hear and speak with new tongues, new lips, because you will speak the truth, because you have the Holy Spirit inside you. And it's no longer you who speaks, but the Spirit inside you that speaks. That's what the Lord says. And this is everything that the prophecy prophecies tell us as well, that you'll speak a new language of truth only. No more lies will be found in you if you're truly part of the remnant and a child of God. Uh, okay, yeah, I've already covered that. The 390, 390 days for one side and then 40 days for the other. Yeah, okay. Israel's my next heading. According to the Lord, what he has shown me is only the truth is real. Everything else is lies. And if you're part of the truth, and the tribe of Israel, as in real, and you're a child of God, because you're in Israel, part of that tribe joined to the head, because you're the body of Christ, as in Israel. And we'll be witnesses with the Holy Spirit, because you have the Spirit within you. Hmm. And so this was confirmed, so I've already mentioned it. Truth is life. You will know the truth and the truth will set you free. So it really is about searching for the truth. Pineal, I've already covered with Jacob. Um, hmm. Oh, yes, here's something. When did Egypt get destroyed? Because it's a mess, isn't it? Someone tore down Egypt. It's all in tatters. Yeah? So... Don't you think that's interesting? I think it's very interesting because we've got prophecies telling us when Egypt would be destroyed. And it leads me to believe it was the end times. There's no record anywhere in our history, is there, about what happened to Egypt. Everybody looks at Egypt and the, um, the pyramids and go, wow, it's so beautiful. Someone must have destroyed it. What happened? I think that's very interesting. So that's, I, I got that from God today. And I thought, well, I'll bring it up while I'm talking about all of the truth and lies as well. The destruction of Egypt and the cities thereof, the word of the Lord came again unto me, saying, Son of man, prophesy and say, Thus says the Lord God, howl and cry, woe be unto this day 
For the day is near, and the day of the Lord is at hand, a cloudy day, and shall be the time of the heathen. The sword shall come upon Egypt, and fear shall be in Ethiopia, when the slain shall fall in Egypt, and they shall take away her multitude, and when her foundations shall be broken down, Ethiopia and Putz and Lud, and all the common people and Chub, the men of the land that is in league, shall fall with them by sword. Thus says the Lord, they also that maintain Egypt shall fall, and the pride of her power shall come down from the tower of Syene, shall they fall by the sword, saith the Lord God, and they shall be desolate in the midst of the countries that are desolate, and her cities shall be in the midst of the cities that are wasted. And they shall know that I am the Lord when I have set a fire in Egypt, and when all her helpers shall be destroyed in that day, shall their messengers go forth from me in ships to make the careless moors afraid, and fear shall come upon them as in the day of Egypt, for lo, it cometh. Thus saith the Lord God, I will also make the multitude of Egypt to cease by the hand of Nebuchadnezzar king of Babel. For he and his people with him, even the terrible nations, shall be brought to destroy the land, and they shall draw their sword against Egypt, and fill the land with the slain, and all and I will make the rivers dry, and sell the land into the hands of the wicked, and I will make the land waste, and all therein is by the hands of strangers. I the Lord have spoken. Thus saith the Lord God, I will also destroy the idols, and I will cause their idols to cease out of Noth, and there shall be no more prince of the land of Egypt, and I will send fear into the land of Egypt, and I will make Pathros desolate, and will set fire in Zone, and I will execute judgment in No, and I will pour my wrath upon Sin, which is the strength of Egypt and I will destroy the multitude of No. And I will set fire in Egypt, sin shall have great sorrow, and No shall be destroyed, and Noth shall have sorrows daily. The young men of Avon and of Pi-Beseth shall fall by the sword, and these cities shall go into captivity. At Tehaphaneth-Nehath the day shall restrain his light, when I shall break there the bars of Egypt, and when the pomp of her power shall cease in her, the cloud shall cover her, and her daughters shall go into captivity. Thus will I execute judgment in Egypt, and they shall know that I am the Lord. <laughs> I think it's very interesting. And the eleventh year, in the first month, and in the seventh day of the month, the word of the Lord came unto me, saying, Son of man, I have broken the arm of Pharaoh, king of Egypt, and lo, it shall not be bound up to be healed, neither shall they put a roll to bind it, and so make it strong to hold a sword. Therefore, thus says the Lord God, Behold, I come against Pharaoh, king of Egypt, and will break his arm that was strong, but is broken, and I will cause the sword to fall out of his hand, and I will scatter the Egyptians among the nations, and will disperse them through the countries, 
and I'll strengthen the arm of the king of Babel and put my sword in his hand. But I will break Pharaoh's arms and he shall cast out sighing and the sighing of him that is wounded before him. But I will strengthen the arms of king of Babel and the arms of Pharaoh shall fall down and they shall know that I am the Lord when I shall put my sword into the hand of the king of Babel and he shall stretch it out upon the land of Egypt and I will scatter the Egyptians among the nations and disperse them among the countries and they shall know that I am the Lord. Why is this so important? Well, because it proves the Bible to be true. He destroyed Egypt. Babel. The people of Babel. As in the Tower of Babel. The Tower of Babel. Interesting. You know what's so interesting about the Tower of Babel? Is Hillary Clinton fascinated, she is, with Babel. She is. And really fascinated with penetrating the dome. Why is this connected? Well, because it's the same people, Babel, that are in charge now. I think so. But they've got too big for their boots as well. But they are fulfilling the will of the Father, punishing his people. Because he said you will live in the land. So it's not You won't own it, but you will work the land. And that's exactly what's happened, all according to the judgment. But the fact that Egypt has been completely destroyed is something that you can see with your own eyes, can't you? And you can see that it's totally desolate, totally nothing there anymore. And so everything that the Bible speaks is true. (laughs) And, well, as you can see, The only thing we can trust is the Bible. And these fake Jews, they really made up some good stories to make themselves seem credible. But you can put a crown on a frog and call it God, but it will never be God. Their God is not my God. I worship the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, the God of Joseph, the God of Jacob, This God is my God, and he made a promise, and he's fulfilling his promise right now. And just like with Moses, he didn't actually get to see the land. It's just so amazing, because he got a bit stroppy with God. But it was Joshua who was able to conquer the land. Joshua, son of Nun, bit of a precursor for Jesus, because Jesus is also a son of nobody. So in a similar way, I think this will all unfold in that sort of similar fashion. Jesus has been here. He's resurrected inside us with the Holy Spirit, the sword of truth, a double-edged sword. We've got to fight for the truth to demonstrate we are the tribe of God and not some fake nation and stop supporting liars and fake pretend Jews who are not Jews. If you hear this today and you understand what I'm saying, you must expose them. Next time you get somebody, you meet someone who worships and sings along and joins in with fake Jews, you need to correct them because that is the road to destruction, sin and death by believing lies need to believe the truth 
There's many people who have joined forces with their families and moved over there. But you know, you can't live in fake Jerusalem if you believe in Jesus Christ. Yeah, you cannot. They won't allow it. They don't support Jesus believers. They don't support Christians. Sorry. Sorry to tell you this, guys. It's hard to comprehend that we've got this fake imposter sitting, pretending to be God's people. And they are not God's people. They are fake. They are evil. Evil, evil, evil. Wickedness. They do not believe in Jesus. They do everything to discredit Jesus. So, please, remember that we're fighting for the truth. Stand up for the truth. Nothing is as we've been taught. Yes, we've been told lies about everything, okay? So, just think about it. Think about all the things I've talked about today. Who built the piers? How long have these big buildings been there? The government buildings, the churches, the libraries. Why are they so big and so grand? Why do doors have double the uh, height of a human being or even more than that on a lot of these big buildings? Because archangels, architects built them. So we're missing a huge section. But is it really a huge section? Or have they just cut and paste and put a section in that doesn't make sense and written over history like they do when they conquer town and they whitewash it? Jesus talks about whitewashing. Yeah, the whitewashers, the writers of the law are the whitewashers, but they're also the ones who restrain the knowledge from the people, these Pharisees that Jesus was talking to. He says, your father is not Abraham. Your father is the father of lies, Satan, because that is his native language. Jesus was trying to tell us, really, So just like those days when Jesus was here, we're in the same situation now. But we need to stand up for the truth. And I feel very grateful that the Lord has revealed everything to me. Nothing's coincidence. Everything happens for a reason. I also said to my daughter the other day, it's just as easy to remember good memories and think of good memories than it is to think of bad memories. So when you are feeling down, think of something happy because fear is from the enemy, making you doubt, making you feel guilt, making you feel bad, making you not happy. That's what Satan comes to do. God wants you to be happy because if he can feed the birds, he can feed you. Also remember, there's two teams. There's the team of God and the team of not God. So you've also got people who don't want to be locked up and told what to do. It doesn't mean they believe in God. It just means they don't like being told what to do. Evil people also want to eat. They do. And they also want their freedom. (laughs) So remember that. 
But if God feeds the evil and lets the light shine on evil people, yeah, and he feeds the birds, what more is he going to do for true children of God? So remember that. I think that's really important. God loves us so much. He really does. He's in control. And he should be your only fortress that you go to. Don't ever seek man. I noticed before I used to ring people and ask advice. And I didn't need to. People don't really care about your own problems either. But God cares. And he'll give you sound advice. No ulterior motives. No one can change God's mind about you either because he can read your heart and your mind and your soul. So he knows everything about you. Which I think is beautiful. And he cares about everything. So even your little problems, it's important to take them to the Lord because he wants to help you with them. He does. He wants to be a part of every little facet of your life. He wants a relationship, not for you to just believe in God. To love him with all your heart. So, that brings me to a close on the fake Jews. <laughs>